0: to nigeria daily coming to you from daily trust my name is mertia Omer. thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the show <laughs> there are concerns over renewed attacks on facilities of the Independent National Electric Commission, INEC, in the southeast region of the country as the 2023 general elections approaches. So, INEC facilities have come under attacks in southeast states, leading to destruction of thousands of permanent voters' cards and other electoral materials. In recent times, INEC offices in Ebonyi, Enugu, Anambra, Abia and Imo have been raised by gunmen suspected to be IPOP militants. But speaking on the Imo residents now, Einek said that the building which is undergoing extensive renovation following an earlier attack was vandalized and partially set ablaze. It also said that, Three out of seven construction workers working in that office were abducted but later released. Zainab Aminu Abubakar is from the Department of Information and Voter Education, INEC. She tells us more.
1: It is uh, very sad and disheartening to announce that in the last four months, this is the seventh attack on our offices in the five seats of, of the federation. Uh, in the last two or three weeks, there was an attack in Abiyukuta South, in Ogun State, mm. where all the office and the election materials that were there are destroyed, mm. uh, followed by an attack in Ede South in Oshun State, where part of the office was affected. Last week, there was an attack in EZ, local government in Ebonyi State. Also, that one, the complete office is vandalized and destroyed. On Thursday, there was, an attack in Imo, in Orlu, local government in Imo State, where part of the office two was destroyed. Then this morning around 4 a.m., there's also an attack in Uru West hmm. in Imo State 2, where the entire building is destroyed. The furnitures, voting cubicles, ballot boxes, generating seats, permanent water cuts, were well, all destroyed. That is in Olu and every local government area of Imo State. Two attacks yes.
0: under one week. Two attacks
1: under one week, yeah.
0: Okay, so um, now that this has happened, fact, how is it affecting INEC at the moment? Because I know there's a lot of pressure attached to news like this.
1: Yes, the commission is trying its best to see that all the uh, things that were lost in the attack were replaced, especially the permanent voter cuts that were already provided for the uh, prospective owners to go and collect. Mm. So the chairman of the Independent National Electoral Commission has instructed the resident electoral commissioners in the states that were affected to try and get the VIN numbers, that's voter ident- identification numbers of those cuts that were destroyed so that uh, the commission will see how it can produce another cuts for them so that they will not be disenfranchised.
0: How will the commission go about replacing some of this materials before the election?
1: Uh, on the issue of beavers, because beavers is a sensitive material, just like ballot paper and a result shield. So usually the beavers were kept in a strong room hmm. That's where fire cannot like affect the things that are inside. Okay. The things that we lost in all those attacks are usually the non-sensitive materials, all the things that I've mentioned. Okay. and uh, Also, those things are equally important because you can conduct the election Without them. Mm. So the chairman of the commission is trying his best to see how he can replace all those things that we lost. So I know this has affected INEC in one way
0: or the other, because you're preparing for the 2023 election, which is in days to come. February is just around the corner. So what advice do you have to put out there? You know, sometimes in the society, if you see something, you say something, and that has really gone a long way to curb some of these ill practices in the society. So what advice will be given to citizens of Nigeria yeah. generally concerning mm-hmm. the attack on INEC
1: offices? Uh, The commission is calling on all responsible, and respectful Nigerians to put our hands together and like uh, guard the all government equipment, not only INEC offices because it's our property all of us. So if we try to like uh, uh, secure them. We are securing them for our own good and for our own future. If they mm-hmm. notice any uh, suspicious movement, they should quickly alert the security agencies so mm-hmm. as to like curb the this uh, menace. And
0: that was Zainab Aminu Abubakar from the Department of Information and Voter Education, INEC. At this point, we'll go on a quick break, but be rest assured that the show returns shortly to so stay with us
2: that's the home of news you can trust
3: and features analysis and in-depth reports that are rich
2: that's right in addition you can get much more but how let me introduce you to trust plus where you can get added value and where is that visit the trust plus portal and subscribe
3: you mean subscribe to become a member
2: yes And that entitles you to exciting opportunities. Like what? A chance to connect with Daily Trust journalists to suggest stories you want to read and even contribute in producing the story.
3: Wow. Could you show me how to get a Trust Plus?
2: It's simple. You can visit the portal on membership.dailytrust.com now.
0: Welcome back to the show. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust. To listen to this episode or our previous episodes of the show, visit the Daily Trust website at dailytrust.com or barsprout.com. You can also listen to Nigeria Daily via Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. In this episode of the show, we're discussing the incessant attacks on INEC offices in the southeastern part of the country and how this might disenfranchise the residents in the region come 2023 elections. Now, John Okoro is a public affairs analyst. He speaks with Lilian Ogazi on the development. Take a listen. It's
3: uh, very, very unfortunate that uh, such uh, a thing happen at the time like this, uh, especially just uh, on the eve of the election, if I may say so. Uh, even though uh, it's uh, something that is of a national kind of uh, crisis, if I may use the word, but you know, particularly in the south it's is very, very, very worrisome. If you also put into consideration the agitations of the separatists, you know, the ipob thing, the ESN thing, and uh, the unknown government that all of us are already, you know, we already aware of, uh, you know, and uh, the the Monday sit at home uh, problem, you know, and so many other issues in the southeastern part of the country, and then coupled now uh, with uh, this kind of uh, arson attack or attacks on uh, INX facilities at a time like this, that the first impression uh, would be that uh, the people of the South east. Uh, because of uh, the separatist agitation by IPOP, may not want to see uh, the general elections hold in some part of the country. That, that would be the false impression anyone uh, or the first meaning anybody uh, might read into this uh, happening, especially the attacks on IMX facilities. Uh, however, I think uh, it's also very important to point out that while the IPOP might be the ones who are spearheading uh, the agitation. And then, yes, and that is the Eastern Security Network might be their military or militant arm. But the I remains that the IPOP itself, as an entity, do not represent uh, the political views of uh, an average person from the Southeast. And because, uh, first of all, let us look at the the political structure of the status to have the five states, mm-hmm. and the five states are governed by governors who are affiliated to different parties. If you go to Anambra State, today Anambra State is under APGA, mm-hmm. Charles Soludo, Professor Charles Soludo. If you go to Imo State, Imo State is under APC, If you go to Enugu uh, State, Enugu State is uh, under PDP, If you go to Ebon State, Ebon State is uh, under uh, APC, the if you go to Abia State, Abia State is under uh, OKJ Ibazo, who is also a PDP member. So you can see that there is a political structure in these places. And, you know, if you go to the local governments, the local governments are also in existence. So there's a political structure uh, which is pro Nigeria. Do you yeah. think
2: um, these people, like the IPop themselves, and I, there's always this notion that if such things keep existing and keep going on, the people obviously are in support of this, and are finding a way to cover up the atrocities that the IPop are committing. So, do you think the people are self sabotaging their chances at the election? You know.
3: Yes, I think it is uh, because uh, based on the peculiar nature, the political structure. And you know the uh, even beyond the I uh, pop agitation, you also know that uh, there has always been this belief that the South East has been marginalised. Mm. You know by the Nigerian project, especially in uh, to, for, since 1999, when uh, all the, all the major tribes, you know, have produced president, but the South East the only area that hasn't, the only geopolitical zone that hasn't been able to to produce a president. You understand? So that thing is there, and it is the issue of producing a president uh, you know, for Nigeria, you know, a president of a southeastern origin, uh, you know, is also at the heart of the whole marginalization process or the whole uh, ma- marginalization grows, you know, by the southeast against the Nigerian state. And therefore, it is also believed that uh, now, you know, initially, if you look at the, the settings of the political parties, the PDP, the APC, being, okay, the APC is the ruling party, while the PDP is uh, the opposition party. Now, you know, just leading up to the primaries of the political parties, you know, it was believed uh, and assumed then that uh, maybe either the APC or the PDP uh, would uh, zone its presidential ticket to the start. But we found out that at the end of the day, uh, the APC chose to zone to the south, and then he went to the southwest. Why did PDP choose to zone to the north, and he went to uh, its excellency, vice President, Kiku uh, Now, when uh, Peter B, you know who, has also been a member of the APC, or the, uh, sorry, the member of the PDP, all this while saw that he may not have a chance to you know get a ticket, in the PDP, he now chose to join the Labour Party. Now, being part of the Labour Party now, the interpretation there is that, well, he is an able person, the Ibu man is from the South it, it might just be the answer uh, mm-hmm. to the agitations or that has been uh, going on all these while from the South Eastern part of the country. So most people believe that uh, despite all other odds that may just be against him as P2B, the most people believe that strongest strength that you we ever get as a political aspirant or as a candidate will always be your own home front. Uh, if you now start having tools of uh, arson attacks on uh, INX uh, facilities, especially in the South, even though it is happening across the country, but the south is, you know, is peculiar because of these peculiar problems that we have over here, you know, in the south in the, part of the country. So, what is expected is that the political leadership of the South East and therefore it is expected that they will be together and work together for point of uh you know, having a block vote for people being what's
2: your word out there to people in the southeast, especially knowing that they should speak with one voice at this point in time and not sabotaging themselves by disenfranchising themselves. It's one thing to decampaign this person or decampaign who should be your voice, and it's another thing to self-sabotage yourself by decamp by um um disenfranchising yourself
3: well i think basically i think everything every, everyone the electorate the politicians and all other stakeholders in the south in the south eastern part of the country uh must embrace peace that's why I, I have to say at the time that is it's about peace because uh if you don't have peace you have this violence all over the place especially the election related violence definitely uh you don't expect to see any kind of development
0: and that was john okoro a public affairs analyst. INEC accounting losses. They are seeking arrest and prosecution of the attackers. The INEC chairman, Professor Mahmoud Yakubu, called for immediate arrest and prosecution of those involved in the attack of INEC offices nationwide. God bless Nigeria. With this, we have to draw the curtains on today's episode of Nigeria Daily. To all the people whose voices we heard on the show, we want to say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production. It is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on DailyTrust.com or on barsprouts.com Okay, if you are in Yola, you can listen to us via NASFM 89.9. If you are in Hadidia, that is in Jigawa State, listen to us via Sawaba Radio 104.9. And if you are in Joss, you can listen to us via Unity FM 93.3. If you're in Mina, do well to listen to us on Badegi Radio 90.1. You can also listen to us by searching for Nigeria Daily on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments, or there's a topic you'd like to suggest to us, or you want to sponsor Nigeria Daily, you can reach us via our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram. We are Daily underscore Trust. On Facebook, we are at Daily Trust. Call us or send us a message on 09138933390. Thank you so much for listening. I am Martia Umar.